Hey, look, that was her. <laughs> Did you actually Google <laughs> donkey, donkey girlfriend, girlfriend face? face. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm making a point. <laughs> oh, man. Back to the forecast. This is, dude. Does anybody even know what episode this is? Fine. I don't know. I don't even know. Oh, episode 27. twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. I was so 28. close. Very close. Very close. Uh, episode twenty-eight. We actually just got back from PAX East twenty seventeen, and we thought we would chat a bit about all of the stuff that we got to experience while we were there. Games, panels, the like, um, and just kind of go over some things that we. You guys are back. <laughs> you guys are Get back out. from PAX. Get we're back out. from PAX, Travis. Yes. You guys are back. We're back. We're 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 back from PAX, Travis. Welcome. How was the bike you. trip? You know, it was luxurious and never <laughs> happened. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Alright, I'll let you guys do your thing. <laughs> Thanks. No, don't leave us. No. Aww, oh, back. he's back. You oh, called him back. You're back. Travis, you're back. Yeah, oh, man. How's like you summoned him. It's, it's, yeah. I really anyway, something. this is a good goof, guys. It is. It it's is. a good goof. It's a good goof. It's a good bit. Uh, Do you mind being here? I, I want to know about PAX. Okay, fine. You can know about PAX. Just sit there and listen. Yeah. So, yeah. like, the listening part. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just saying. There, there's, like, the little listening button right there. Uh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Any, hey, here's the point. Uh, we just got back from PAX East. Yes. Uh, if this is your first time listening in, welcome. Um, if it is not your first time, welcome back. Uh, we are a group of people who we do all kinds of reviews. We check out games. We look at the Humble Monthly Bundle Rumble when we get around to making the video. Um, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com or our Facebook page. Thanks for finally um, not aiming that at me. Well, that was nice. you know, I was did, nice. it was just like one of those like kind of jabs, but not really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's chat about PAX. I'm actually bringing up the notes from last week because we had a whole bunch of um, uh, panels that we had talked about we were going to go to. So I figured I'd bring up some of those because I know we actually went to some and did not go to a lot. Yes. That's pretty much how so, PAX so many. Goes. I'm just going to start going through these if, and I'm going to uh, name one off if somebody wants to start talking about the panel. Please feel free to do so. Um, we'll, we'll go with that. Does that sound good? Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay, good. Let's start with this. Story time with Jake Solomon. Pretty freaking good panel. Pretty yeah. freaking good. Just got up in front of everybody, talked about all of his failures in video gaming. Super interesting. <laughs> Felt good. It was really interesting, and it was like a motivational speech on top of that. Yeah. It was... Plus, he's uh, a really funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was funny. Plus, he didn't take up the full hour. I hate when people use a full hour to talk about themselves. <laughs> he used 42 minutes. I mean, thank you, Jake Solomon. I think he's listening, actually, to the cast. He so. probably is. Yeah, he's he's he one of our listeners. listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's anyway. an avid Horizon follower. We need a better name for him. Like Horizonites. Horizonites. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 
Uh, it was a good panel. Um, very enjoyable. So uh, the story times, I have not gone the past. I didn't go to last year's when it was uh, Jonathan Blow. Um, and two years ago, does anybody remember who it was? Telltale years guys. Ago. It was the Telltale oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You got all their games. Yeah, we did. Thanks for reminding everyone. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Wait, wait. That's a bad idea. I don't think anybody went to this panel. Anyone? Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, random, the dirtiest word in tabletop. Stop nope. me if you went. Uh, Thornwatch Friday open play. No. Getting good at video game movies. Somebody did I this. I went to that. How was it? I thought it was fantastic. Please tell me they bashed literally every video game movie ever made. If it existed, they made fun of it. Not only that, not only did they make fun of pretty much every video game movie, they gave them all away as prizes to people that were asking questions. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so like they had like at the end they had a Q&A line. And so every time they would ask a question and just be like, oh, you know, what about this kind of a script for this kind of a game? Do you think this would work? Or do you think this universe would work better if it was a TV show instead of a movie? Like anyone that asked a question in the Q&A line, they would then hand them a movie, one of the video game movies. So like they got Blood Rain and Silent Hill and just like all of the bad ones. <laughs> and they bashed... Not that there's a lot of good ones. But no, yes. there's not. They did bash Assassin's Creed though, right? Un uncontrollably. Okay. The the one thing that I thought was very interesting that they brought up as a point in that panel was the fact that it's not all the movie industry's fault for it. Sometimes uh, it is the gaming industry giving their license away and what the gaming company is looking for in that movie. Because one of their points that they pointed out was the fact that the people at Ubisoft did not sell the rights for Assassin's Creed to make it a, like, to, to add on to the lore and franchise. They did it to make Assassin's Creed more of a household name and to draw in people that aren't gamers and aren't playing the games. So really, they were trying to do, like, a two-hour movie or a two-hour advertisement as a movie, but it didn't quite work. Yeah, that's pretty lame. Did they say any of them were any good? Uh, they had one that they really liked, and they said that some were very close. One of the things that they pointed out that they really liked was Mortal Kombat, the first one, because they were like, it's really hard to mess up something that has no story to it. And so all they had to do was just add a little bit of a story that made sense of this is why everyone's fighting together, and you're done. Yeah, so, I mean, and they're right. The first Mortal Kombat wasn't, wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. It really is hard to mess up something that doesn't have a story, though. Plus, exactly. who doesn't like a little Mortal Kombat action? Here in, Mortal here in... Kombat! Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. All right. Yeah, thank if you, you like that. that song, no play Just Shapes and Beats, also featured at PAX. That song's in there. Is it really? What? Oh, yeah. Oh wait, I remember seeing that stage with all the sidekicking people, yep. and the yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, cool. All right, let's move on. Uh, panel moderated by AI. No one, I'm assuming. Um, for I really wanted to go to it, but it wasn't a bad time slot. Yeah. Oh, you definitely uh, skipped Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. Whoa, 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 guys! That wasn't even on this list that I had here for some reason. It was, in fact, a panel though on Friday. It was good. It was good. They played Andromeda. <laughs> they, they talked about all of the alien sex. A lot. 
all they, that's almost all they talked about was just like, hey, do you know about alien sex? It's like, yeah, we've played Mass Effect before. Uh, ben was telling us that he saw a review that has already come out for the game, and everybody says the multiplayer is absolutely terrible. Caleb was reading some of it. Yeah, I... I read that review, and that guy was so mad about Mass Effect. He was. <laughs> he was so legitimately angry. furious. Wait, why? I don't know. He just didn't like anything about it. Some he of the language that he used, you should find that and just read a couple sentences from it. But yeah, um, some of the language that he used was like so just. I mean, it was just there a gig. You ready? Please, yes. Here, here's Born a good line. The first few hours of Andromeda are a gruesome trudge through the most trite bilge of the previous three games, smeared out in a setting that's horribly familiar, burdened with some outstandingly awful writing, buried beneath a UI that appears to have been designed to infuriate in every possible way. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Wait, a great where game. is that review from? Rock, Paper, Shogun? Shotgun? Sorry, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Shogun. <laughs> Yeah, Shogun. Shogun on the brain It's a little right different. <laughs> Shogun on the brain. I've been playing that. Rock, paper, game Shogun is my anime review site. <laughs> Please send me that review so that I can put that on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see as more reviews come out if it's actually any good. He you know, also there says is... something at some point about all of the side quests being essentially a Korean MMO from 2004. Oh, or yeah. Something. I remember. Yeah. Yes. But for those he, that he was very able angry. to play the multiplayer while we were at PAX, what did you guys think? I thought it was a lot of fun. That's what I thought. I mean, it was way too easy, but it was the demo. <laughs> yeah, and it was also on normal mode. Yeah, so... Oh, you know, we're just too good for the game, really, is the problem right now. We, we, we have to play on at least gold. Like, that's our warm-up stage. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, I went to do that with Brock, and I show up, and man, it's like you you roll into that room upstairs to do it. It's a little intense at first. I got with the other two people that Brock and I were playing with. They're like, you guys have all played Mass Effect, right? Because we can't lose this. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Uh, So they hand us the book, and I'm like studying it like I have a test later. I'm like, all right, uh, how do I use this? Can I use this on myself? Can I use this over here? How do I? How do I? Hide behind barriers, which also was very easy, by the way. Yeah, um, and as, as somebody that has never played Mass Effect until that demo, what did you think, Aaron? Oh, I loved it. Okay. I'm actually very disappointed that they are talking about how bad the... Well, that one review, I'm, I'm sure more will come out, but... The, the multiplayer that I got to do was awesome. Um, and I picked it up right away. It actually didn't take much... I mean, it just felt very kind of natural to play the multiplayer, so... It wasn't overly complicated. I love the um, cover system just because it's so simple. I'm not utilizing buttons. I'm basically just walking into cover, which I think is awesome. I was trying to think of another game where you do that. Just basically fully walk into cover. Wildlands. Uh, Wild- they oh, also mentioned yeah. that it's a fluid cover, which mm-hmm. I thought was neat. Because basically what you would be able to do is not only would you be able to just walk right into cover, but you could also then walk right out or slide right down while yeah. in cover and things like that, which I thought was a good improvement because I always hate games that you're like, oh, hey, you're in cover, and now you're stuck in cover until yeah. you press a button. And then I'm just like, oh, crap, because now like I hit a wrong button, now I'm in cover, and there's people behind yeah. me, and I just like stand there and die. The, um, you know, I, I obviously have never played Mass Effect before this one. My favorite part about how just intuitive it was was um the the health bars above each of the whatever they're called monsters i don't know what they're called in in universe 
Um, but the, the health no, bar is in enemies. outer space, so probably Alien aliens. Thingies. Okay, yeah. aliens, sure, whatever. I don't know. The point is, uh, it was very easy for me. I played a soldier, so it was really easy for me to understand the difference between the different types of health bars and how each player affected those. I did not know when we started the game that there was a difference between um, damage type. I actually can't think of another game that I've played where there are multiple people who do different types of damage in order to break down different enemy heroes. Dota. Uh, which one? <laughs> that was easy. Which one? Dota. Okay. I said divinity. <laughs> You're just talking about the difference between magic and physical, physical. Alex. Sure. Yeah. But this felt like more than that. I mean, obviously three levels, tech and armor and physical, right? Aren't those the three? Biotic? Yeah. Oh. Shields, barriers, health, and armor. Armor. Yeah. Okay. So I guess four technically. Yep. Yeah. But health yeah, I was is gonna say everything nothing. has health, but that's not actually true. So that is also yeah. <laughs> It was I love fun. that when I did my run through, the guy, one of the, the random fourth that I had with my group that they set us up with, he actually like knew everything about the game already because he's been, I guess, you know, reading everything about it. So when we sat Nerd. down and we started playing, he was sitting there and he was like actually calling out everything by their actual names. And so like I was just like, hey, there's like a a dog alien thingy fighting us, and he's just like, No, those are actually called these. And I was like, doesn't matter. Shoot it. Nerd. <clears throat> uh, one more thing before we move on. I saw a tweet Bioware sent out. Apparently, the model for Samara was there. Yes! Oh, Cosplaying wow. as Samara. We saw her. Nice. Playing Wait. the Asari duelist. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, I'm yes. gonna yeah. when? Yes. That's amazing. I have no idea. Brock, I just saw the tweet today. Brock, Alex, and I saw her once. Actually, I think it was just me and Brock no, the first no, time. No, 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 no. Hold on. I have to look this up real quick. Okay, we'll stop everything and we have to pause, though. No, yeah, Aaron, cancel the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and pause right here. The only thing I'm saying was that I took a picture of some one of the official cosplayers, and I'm pretty sure that was her. Okay, well, when Brock and I walked past, there were like six cosplayers from Mass Effect. He freaked out about the girl specifically. He was like, holy crap, that looks so awesome. And then, like, a day later on Sunday, we're, we get, just got done with um, something upstairs. I don't remember what it was, but we're walking, going down the escalator. Alex, were you with us? I feel like yeah, you I was were. there. Okay. Zumi and Brock. And we're like staring at her. She's going up the other escalators. We're going down. I'm like, man, that's so awesome. And she heard me. And the girl standing next to her was like, oh, yeah, well, it gets even better. She's the actual model that they scanned in order to put in game. We're like, what? What? I can't yeah. believe I took pictures of her. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, I like met her out. the first year I went to PAX. I say, I thought you met a lot of the voice actors and models. I did, yeah, models. she was one of them. Who else was she there? Been, she had a t-shirt that said, um, I think it just said, I'm not a romance option. Because <laughs> Samara's <laughs> not. Wow. Oh, it's no. amazing. That's she was great. so cool. She was the only one who had actually played the game. Wow. Was there also Garrus? No, no Garrus. Not Garrus? Uh, okay. Actually, there you had the model for Samara, the model for Caden. Ew. Oh, okay. uh, and then you had the right. voice actors for Thane and Ashley Williams. Thane. She was the only yeah. one of all of them that had played the game. Yeah, but she's like Aww. way into it and cosplays and like goes to conventions and stuff. That's she's amazing. Super cool. Super yeah. cool. It was awesome. Um, send me if you have a uh, if you actually took a photo of her, Owen, just send it to me. I will. Do um, anything that. else about Mass Effect before we move on? Awesome. 
Uh, let's go back through some of these panels that we also went to. Um, 404ing it, breaking down the internet. Uh, several of us went to this. Uh, yep. And it was it's better than last year, but still not up to par, probably. Uh, yeah, I definitely better than last year, but well, last, last year was last really very was terrible. good. Still, <laughs> they talked over the videos. Awful. They talk over the videos every year. Why? The whole point is to watch the videos. <laughs> like it's a regular occurrence. Commentating on it or whatever. But I haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to get your stupid fucking joke if I don't know what's in the video. <laughs> this <laughs> is true. Hard to hear what they're saying when the video's running. Yeah. The uh, it, it, I will agree. It was better than last year, but it wasn't as good as the first year we went. Now, granted, that was the first time we'd ever gone to it, but also... The videos they showed the first year were so good. The freaking bunnies. Oh my gosh, the chocolate yes. bunnies. Melting chocolate bunnies. I mean, fantastic. Um, the oh, the one video that I really actually liked was when they did the YouTubers taste the Nintendo Switch cartridges. Yeah, you like And then that? they had the quote from Jeff, and it was the same exact photo that he had used for the presentation. <laughs> that was hilarious and had the quote from him yeah just don't do this don't do this at home so yeah i'm really glad i didn't go yeah it wasn't particularly good i thought yeah. it was decent it was it was okay it was okay uh moving on friday night concerts jake you obviously this. yes as i do every year yes it yes. was fucking amazing was it just yeah, specifically the proto men listens to me but it was amazing <laughs> wait did you know they were the all actually good you stayed for the string quartet yeah, they were the first ones on. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, Proteman ended. Please course, tell like, me. What, I was going to leave halfway through. <laughs> please tell me that the string quartet was wired into a digital board and it was all an 8 bit. No. No. Dang it. That would have literally been shocking. the coolest thing. Did they play any Ruby songs? They did. Nice. I told you this. I think I texted you. I think you did. Yeah, they but. did. I'm going to forget some, but they definitely did Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Ruby. Um. Halo. They did the Halo theme. <gasps> yeah, oh, I know. Man. None of you guys heard it. So, whatever. It's fine. That's man. fine. I was down playing yeah, board games good. with people. Aaron, um, for reference, here's what they sound like. Thank you. What were the yeah. names of the other two guys besides the Protoman? Uh, Pit Brigade is there, I think, every year. They did Mega Man 2, which was awesome. Especially because right after that was the Protoman, which was freaking amazing. I love those guys. And they debuted their music video for Light Up the Night, which is their best song. And the music video is super duper good. And everyone should watch it and listen to them. And go to the concerts next year. <laughs> seem a little bitter about this. No, no. I mean, I don't care. I just think they're amazing. And nobody I'm, ever comes. I'm, I'm basically just go, really sad. Be less excited about it, right? Correct. Correct. Your and first year was the bad. Best. It'll be a bad one. From what I hear. Well, it won't even be good if we go. That's probably true. You guys were just ruining it for me. You're right. See? So really what it is, it's not you ruining panels. It's the fact when you're with other people, you ruin panels. <laughs> well, I mean, there were other people there, All just right. not you guys. Also, so, you went to the chickens one, and that one was amazing. definitely not ruined. Okay. But we'll, we'll right. get to that. We'll get yeah, to we'll that. get to that. All right, let's move on through another couple others. Uh, Jackbox at Pack, PAX. I don't think anybody went to that. Um, Damn and Kusu Cassie did, I think. But Did they? Okay. No, they're not here right now. Um, Kusogi, more of Japan's awesomely awesome video games. Awesomely awful video games. No? Okay. Telltale nope. Games Interactive Storytelling. Guessing no. Video Game Law. Who was going to go to that? Was that you, Owen? Owen? I thought about it. Yeah. Cool. And then I didn't because I was too busy on the show floor. 
It's because the show floor was good. Um, it's like a clicks and, way. and clicks. Yeah. Archaeology and ethics of chickens and games. The clear uh, winner this year. So Ooh, good. Really clear oh winner. Oh my gosh. Two, so good. Are you kidding me? Two doctors with PhDs from the UK came here to talk about <laughs> the treatment of chickens in video games. What more do you want? It was, it was amazing. Such, it was That's so amazing. such a ridiculous premise. I thought the panel was pretty good, but I thought some of their conclusions they were drawing at the end were kind of ridiculous. I mean, that's sure. probably true. Yeah. Like, they were talking about the ethics of how he killed a chicken in a game, but it seemed like they had completely no... Like, she was upset that in Guild Wars she had to do a quest that she had to kick a chicken, but all the quests before that where she just straight up murders everything else she was fine with. Oh, but those things are presumably hostile. Chickens are innocent. Plus, she studies chickens. <laughs> she so she probably them. likes them a bit more. <laughs> mm. So it was just, it was two PhDs from the UK? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Their really good. How many? Yeah, how many, 10 out of 10. <laughs> how many games did they actually, I mean, were they talking game specific or was it just kind of overarching, just kind of like they chickens in general examples games? here yeah, and there? They had Were you not there? Games. No, I didn't go. Oh, wow. You missed out, man. Well, they talked about year... Fable, how you kick chickens for prizes and then eat little tiny chicks and get evilness or whatever it's called. Evilness. It's not actually called evilness. But I think you just. No, it's evilness. evilness. <laughs> mm hmm. Evil. But yeah, they talked about uh, Guild Wars, briefly Zelda. The Witcher mm -hmm. 3 came up a few times, Skyrim came up. The Witcher 3 came up because they thought it was like a perfect portrayal of chickens. Yeah. Actually, one of the more interesting points I thought they made was that, like, historically, since, like, people raise chickens, uh, a lot of games use chickens as, like, a sign of, like, safety. Like, this is, like, a safe zone for you. Like, if you see chickens wandering around, it's probably, like, an NPC town or something where you're not going to get attacked by monsters. And I thought that was a neat idea. Yeah, that was cool. I never really thought about that before until they mentioned it. Yeah, me it. neither. Uh, moving on. Um, please don't punch the GM. Adventures Gaming Therapy. Assuming no one. Nope. Life and times of a board game. No. Video games are dumb and we love them for that. Owen? It did not go to that. Okay. Right. Uh, Pax Mania 3. That would only, I think, have been Alex. Uh, yeah, I didn't make it. Four play romance and games. App Chunkies Live, the worst games ever made. Owen? Nope. Okay. Extra credits panel. Of course. Yes. How was that? That was good. It was almost entirely Q&A, but... The whole panel was just super duper smart. Like only one of the guys was actually from Extra Credits, but it was the freaking genius who I love from Extra Credits, so it was fine. Oh, it was James. Yeah, it was James. It was. But that. he basically, because he he talked about it before the panel started. He was like, "None of the Extra Credit guys are here," so we just went around to a bunch of people he knows and was like, "Hey, come to this panel." <laughs> and so like That's he just awesome. got a bunch of super smart guys and girls. I don't want to typecast them, but you know whatever. And they just did a Q and A, and they were all super smart. And the questions were actually pretty good. Whoa, hold on. Wow, that is hold surprising. On. Don't push it. And Pax panel uh, questions are never good. I was surprised, but I think it's because there were so few extra credit guys that like the only questions you really could ask were going to be like smart ones. Yeah. Or at least ones that have the option to be smart. Makes sense. Wait, was it uh was it um Mass Effect's panel that had the really really stupid questions this year? No, uh, no. They didn't do a Q&A. Oh, no. Uh, no, they did, did do they? a Q&A. They did. Wasn't it just everybody asking about who the, you could have sex with? You are correct. The questions okay. were terrible. Yeah. So it was terrible. Okay. Except mm -hmm. for the EA guy, and I appreciate him. 
Yeah, there was EA a guy, guy dressed as a devil. Yeah, and he was EA. He that initially proposed making the tutorial DLC, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> and started funny. laughing. Wow. Um. Okay. Pitch your game idea. I know several yes. of us went to yes. this. Yes. Because it's an awesome freaking panel every year. It was, it was really funny. Pretty good. Ah, uh, man, this may have been my favorite panel. Dude, I'm just waiting for Pocket Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> oh my all god. Please. Pocket Rocket League. Oh, what man. was the name of the little kids game with the hamster, hamster wheel? Hamster wheel. Hamster wheel. <laughs> so that was also the entire thing. Yeah. No, that was the whole thing. <laughs> he did mention it was a VR game. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think he opened with that. It was like, so it's a VR game. Hamster wheel. Entire audience laughs. laughs. He's okay, laughing round the two. entire time that he's talking. <laughs> Round two, he couldn't even like say the name of the no, game because he's he laughing didn't. so much. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, it was great. And actually, this year we only really had one cringeworthy uh, entry. Um, Which one? It was some guy over on the left-hand side of the panel, and he was, was talking about. It was all, all the left sides were a little strange. Yeah, yeah, right side was great. Actually, the row in front of us had so many freaking good ideas. Like the one about the guy where he was uh, raising dinosaurs from the dead. Oh, that was so oh, I like was a necropaleontologist. Yeah, yeah. necropaleontologist. <laughs> what a <good> brilliant word. <laughs> but wait, yeah. what was the bad one? Uh, it was so, well, it, like the pitch at the beginning wasn't bad, and then all of a sudden he just brought politics into it. It's like super hard. It, he just took a right hand turn, and they were like, "No, no, you're." You know the one where he mentioned Trump for like half a second, and they're all like, "No, yes, you lost yes. it." Yeah. Um, the other uh, great ones that I can remember, obviously, is the one where you're playing uh, VR in a wheelchair. Mm. Yeah, I thought that mm. one was really That cool. was cool. That's actually yeah, that's a, a neat idea. Right? Yeah, that's what I was telling Caleb. It's a cool concept. Then I, feel you, like, I feel like it fixes a lot of the issues VR has right now. Yeah. Mobility. It does. Yeah, moving around without throwing up everywhere. Oh, yeah. speaking of that, the VR game about <laughs> making your opponent throw up. That was <laughs> amazing. Yes. So good. Yeah, you throw darts and it causes different things like color blindness, dizziness. Oh God! When he goes into motion blur, where he's like, "Yeah, actually, what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually make the frame or uh, um, the frame rate slow down. Was it slow down or like latency? Latency Latency on the motion. Oh my God! God, that would be the worst thing you could possibly do. Everywhere, (laughs) turn and it doesn't turn for like a half second. Ugh. What about uh, liquidate your assets? <laughs> yep. By far my favorite one. I wish Pretty that would have won. It's a mobile game that extorts your friends instead of you. It was so good, though. Like the one, Honestly, I wish that was a real thing so that I could have it or so that people <laughs> could have it and they would play it and then I could just be like, yeah, I'm done with them. But the <laughs> one where oh, it was like an AR game for like uh, for cats and then... <laughs> you had to like compete, like pay real money for the cats to compete. Yeah, and then the oh, ones yeah. that did better, like had their euthanasia de- time oh delayed. Gosh. No, the yeah, best was part- that called kitten deathmatch or something? It yeah, it's so a kitten good, laser man. battle or something. The best part was uh, he was like, "Yeah, and you get uh, you know rewards. There's achievements for how well you do in battle and whatever her face his name. I can't remember her name on the panel, but." She was like, well, what kind of stuff? And he's like, well, how, how dark do you want me to go? <laughs> he's like, Real he's dark. like, how bad can I make this? Okay, well, um, if you do well, then you get days added to uh, your life so you don't get euthanized. And everybody's like, what the? <laughs> okay, he went dark. He asked for it. So many good things, though. 
What um, really makes that panel are the three panelists. They're yes. so good. Jeff is hilarious. Is it always um, the same set of three? It was yeah. the same three last year, yeah. Jeff, mm. Nika, and what's the other guy's name? Chris. Chris Straub. Oh, yeah, because that's Chris Straub. Yep. Yeah. It's, he's great, too. He's funny, yeah. Because he hates puns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But great panel. Every year, it gets better. Um, anybody, any other games or any other game ideas from that panel that you remember specifically? I, okay. I'm just still stuck on the manual mode for Pocket Rocket League. <laughs> oh, it's like butt mashing. <laughs> uh, um, so moving on, we have Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Heir? I don't think anybody went to that. Nobody went uh, to it. 30 Years of Adventure, The History and Legend of Zelda. We slept in. Correct. Okay. Thornwatch Sunday Are we play on Sunday test? already? Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. We skipped from, from Saturday. What? What? Like the Eve Online panels. History Lecture. Okay, well, that wasn't a part of our actual PAX pre-packs podcast our pre-pp yeah idiot. because it wasn't on the calendar we should still talk about yeah it. that's it, fine <laughs> i'm adding it right now eve online uh or what was it called eve the eve online history the, lecture eve online history lecture which may be tied for my favorite panel me and frank went to that um and i want other people to see it and i don't think it was streamed but i did find other videos online where it had been recorded before because he does like the same lecture other places. Oh, really? So it's basically just a history of the player factions from like 2006 to 2009 in EVE. And like what happened. But well, because he did all this research during that time um, and after to like figure out what went on and like specific key people and, and, the world and play like so the whole thing in eve is there's um an area of high security in the center of the ga uh, galaxy that everybody's kind of safe in and then all of the outer rim is called nullsec where there's just no security and players control the area like they own it um and they have corporations that own the areas of space and those corporations end up going to war over actual land area like organically like you would in real life. And so, this is all based off of <clears throat> in-game currency, which is also based off of real-world currency. Yeah, so there is a conversion rate from in-game currency to U.S. dollars. Does that, like, fluctuate like normal? Yeah. That's yep. so weird. It's so, so weird. I mean, at one point he was talking about how this one faction had finally built a Titan, which is like the the most expensive and most overpowered ship in the game. And mm -hmm. they finally managed to build one Titan and it was worth like 6,000 US dollars. Wow. And they brought it into a battle and it apparently has like a ridiculous overpowered move where it'll wipe out all the little ships in an AOE just like with one huge blast. So yeah, that seems a little OP. They're, they're very... They're more threatening than anything because you don't really want to risk losing them because they're so expensive and they take so long to build. Yeah. So once you gain one, like your faction is essentially like super, like way more powerful now because nobody wants to go up against it. Sure. Really so this interesting. Guy, this guy actually kickstarted a book on the subject. Yep. There's a whole book. So based there's a lot more that he didn't talk about that's in his book. Is it just all based on the same range, 0609 or whatever? I think so. I think that's the same range that the book covers. I don't know. 
so weird. It's a whole essentially world. the whole story, though, is the story of the most powerful faction that's ever risen up in Eve, and their plan to go through the entire galaxy in a clockwise manner and take over everything. And they were so powerful that they were accomplishing it. And then there was a group of people online and um, from something awful, and then a group of Russians that teamed up and started like a rebel alliance, essentially. Oh my gosh. And built up forces and brought in every single small little faction that they could bring into their group to try to fight back against this unstoppable force that was just going to take over the entire game and essentially end the game. Like they were going to end the game because they were going to own everything and nobody else would be able to do anything. Wow. So they literally control everything. So yeah, it's like this huh. rebel alliance that comes back and pushes against them and there's a the whole story and ups and downs, twists That's and turns. So cool. Really cool. So cool. I already read the book. <laughs> I didn't even go really? to the panel. I just heard about how cool it was. Yeah. It gets here tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's cool. Let me know how it is. Will do. Um, moving on to a couple other things. We had uh Thornwatch Sunday playtest. Nobody did hang any on, of the Thornwatch. Hang Thorn on, there's one more for what? Saturday. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Buddy. What else? I went to Binwin Binwin's Minions. Which Binwin was one of the guys in Acquisitions Incorporated, but mm -hmm. he resigned like last year or something. And he made his own thing, and it's essentially D&D 5th edition, except they always go through a dungeon, and it's always very trap-centric. And he has a bunch of minions that are all, like, level 1 characters, and he just throws them at traps, and they die over and over, and then he brings them back to life with this stone. <laughs> so it's pretty funny, and I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Okay, is that, is that the last one? Yeah, that's the last one for Saturday okay. for me. Okay. Anybody else have anything on Saturday before I go to Sunday? See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Cheeman. All right, I'm going to Sunday. Uh, things we had on our list from last uh, podcast were Cults and Suffering, Designing Evil in Video Games, which I'm pretty sure no one went to. Don't think so. Uh, Acquisitions, Inc. Yeah, I went to that. Yeah. It was good. Um, it was a lot of fun. Did they Brock do just a straight campaign this time? Like, just part of their campaign? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, it was a good time. Were you there the entire time? Because I think I we was. had some people who left early from it last year. Because it's a long time. I mean, it's two yeah, and a half hours. It's, it's long. Yeah. yeah, it's a long one. But yeah, no, I stayed the whole time. I was tired that day anyway, so it was nice. Plus, Still, I just I freaking love D and D, dude. So yeah, yeah. You know. Um, escape rooms, moving virtual gaming into the real world. I know nobody went to that. I kind of wish I would have. Um, it would have been kind of cool. Uh, Anti Dawn Alive, of yep. course, which. Almost all of us went to. And I think at this point, Brock has been binge watching Auntie Donna videos. <laughs> um, it was, I don't know about for you guys, but this was, that was the first time I'd ever seen a uh, YouTube like um, cast do something live, especially when they make such production heavy videos like Auntie mm -hmm. Donna does. Sure. So it was definitely not what I, I, I guess I didn't know what to expect, but it was still really good. It was very good. It was hilarious. And the questions for the Q&A were not terrible. Most of no, them were actually pretty decent. They're also, just funny. Yeah, yeah, their responses for the Q&A were great. Like, they just trolled one guy who was trying to ask a question for, like, <laughs> five minutes straight. <laughs> that poor guy. It was amazing. Uh, and then the last thing I had on the list was Forgotten Franchises, Gaming Gems, in Need of a Comeback. Also, uh, don't think... I did go did to that. Go? Oh! I didn't like it, 
Oh. It, it was a good idea. It was just the fact that, like, basically the guys in the panel were just sitting up there and they were just like, these are all of our favorite games that were really cool. And it's just like, all right. And? Like, there was no explanation of, like, why they needed to come back or what they meant or, like, how they would come back and how that would work in today's world of gaming and remaking everything. They were just like, yo, remember that one Sonic game? That was so good. They should make that again. And I was like, okay, like, shit, I can do that at home. That's too bad because it seems like it has so much potential. It did. It, like it, that's what I thought. Like it had a lot of potential, and then like we got in, and Nick fell asleep. Tim was looking at houses, and then I was just like, "We should just go." Yeah. <laughs> like if no one's paying attention, there's no reason for us to sit here. Um, any other panels that we missed that people went to? Yes, I went okay. to Stranger Than Fiction, the real science of sci-fi games. Oh, that's the one I forgot to learn down. Okay. Yeah. So this one. There were two guys. One of them talked about the game Soma, and he talked about a lot of neurobiology and how this stuff is sort of closer than we actually think it is. And then the other guy talked about Bioshock Infinite and sort of this quantum mechanical theory of many worlds. You were totally nerding out during his part, weren't you? <laughs> okay, his part was really good. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Call and I it. were both in agreement that his part was really good, and the guy before him was... He was okay, but mostly what he did was just regurgitate a bunch of neuroscience stuff and not really explain anything very well. But the second guy talked about two different theories in quantum mechanics, and he compared them to the game and talked about how, at first, it seems like one of them fits the storyline better, but then there's some, a lot of really unanswered questions later that the second theory actually nails. Like, it does a, a really good job of explaining it. That's cool. It was really cool. Uh, other panels? I actually Anybody? I went to uh, improv. I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically improving as a GM. Nice. It was pretty good. Yeah, no, I actually liked that a lot. It seemed like it was better suited to someone actually running like a fifth edition yeah. rather than Pathfinder. Or someone just is... running a game in general. Caleb. Hey, I'm running a game. <laughs> if that was a jab at me. No, I'm not I'm not talking about you. He's jabbing good. at me. Good. Even though he has Caleb. no reason to, I'm not running his campaign. Yeah, Good you're not running you're any not, campaign. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a campaign. Correct. But yeah, no, I thought it was good. Not great, but decent enough. Anybody else? Mm, no. Okay. Um, I'm gonna skip over to games now. I have a list of things on, and I feel like I, I don't know. Somehow, I end up going to more parts of the floor than anyone else. I feel like every year. Okay. Um, what? To, to organize this, because there is a crap ton of games. Uh, I think that we should do any of the large AAA titles first. Blah. Then go to PlayStation, and then Xbox, if anyone did any Xbox stuff. Nintendo Switch, and then round it out with PC going through all of the indie stuff. How am I going to... Yeah. How are we going to break out don't, PlayStation, don't Xbox, by... and... Yeah, Steam. platform. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say so many on all the platforms. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. All right, fair. Well, then let's at least do AAA and then indie. AAA and then indie. Can anybody say are there any AAA games to talk about other than Andromeda? Oh, uh, Andromeda. Other yeah. than Andromeda. Prey. Did anyone? Did they have Prey there? Yeah, I don't think they actually there. had it. I only saw a trailer. No, they had yeah, a, I saw a trailer as well, that, but that's all they had. You couldn't oh, play it. Nothing. I know. Yeah, we already saw that. It's boring. Oh wait, no, no. They had a guy playing it. They did. 
Yeah. Just yeah. the guy. I don't know who it was. Could we I think play? it might have been one of the devs. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was some random dude. They're like, hey, how about you? Why don't you come well, try this out? I don't out? know, man. That's how you explained it. You said a guy. <laughs> well, I just meant a guy because I didn't know his freaking name. Well, assign him a name. Charles was playing it. Okay. <laughs> Charles the developer. Charles yeah. the developer. Charles the third was mm. playing it. I Neat. can't think of any other AAA titles, though, that were there that were sides worth looking at. None that yeah. I tried. I, I, well, I think it was a very slow year for the AAA title stuff at the show floor, and there was like basically just indie games galore. I thought oh it was gosh. just a slow year in general, yeah. but <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's just me. Oh, that's so sad, guys. Do you think this is one of the worst years of PAX, Jake? Because I think it's my least favorite year of PAX. Uh, I mean, I don't like to be down on PAX because I do <laughs> love PAX, but maybe. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it, but this was definitely the worst year I've been to. As someone that has only done last year and this year, last year's was much better. Oh, man. Still fun. Still fun. Just, just saying. A good year. If I think the best year of PAX was the second year that Alex and I went, which was this like the smallest big or the smallest group of people that we took. The smallest. Yeah, that was our first yes. year. Jake and I's first year. Yes, I was about to say that, Jake. Okay, my first year is just not even fair because the fucking Mass Effect voice actors were there, <laughs> and I went to like five events with them, and it was That's amazing. True. Valid. And, and Anna Gucci was there. And you got something. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. the super giant guys, right? No, that was second year. Uh, I got me and Tim got our picture taken with Tim Schaefer though. There you go. Tim and Schaefer. I got him to sign my Broken Age print. There you go. It was a good year, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Any other yeah. triple A's? I think I think that was kind of it. Maybe maybe we should just go by person. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I have a huge list though. So okay, so yeah. you oh, whatever. Last. We'll touch them all anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna run through some of these then. How about that? All right, fine. do it. All right, here we go. Long Journey Home. Oh, Caleb's so good at that game. I Is actually he? enjoyed He's that game a lot. So we enjoyed watching you enjoy it. <laughs> they were like making fun of me the entire time because I was getting wrecked by this other ship. And then this dev came over and he was like, hey, here's how you repair your hull real quick in the middle of a fight. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I kept playing and I wrecked that other ship in like a second suddenly. Oh, and so they're all like, you. oh, fine, okay. How many planets Suck did it, you run guys. into? I flew... And bounced off of them, sort of, over mm -hmm. them. You ran it was through fine. at least five. It was fine. It was hilarious. <laughs> you kind of just, you know, straight. It's hard to aim. Yeah, that <laughs> game's hard really to aim hard to in aim. that game. It looks also, neat. I didn't realize you could boost for a long time. Oh, that would suck. It was cool. It's essentially the iOS game out there, but more complicated and with some actual combat and actual flight. Um, at sundown, everybody played this game, didn't they? Did not. <gasps> I don't know that I saw what? at sundown. Oh my gosh! It was only your invisible local yes. co-op. Yeah, no, not co-op. I mean local. Um, it's four player. I don't. I think it's it local online only? too? Yeah, I think it's. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's local. Mm, so okay, I'm so glad I didn't these, see it. Which is why. Which is why I didn't care about it. Can burn in hell. Super good though. Uh, you're invisible, and basically when you fire a shot you're visible and you're kind of it's top down you're navigating around a map and you can choose from all these different types of weapons once we figured out how to play the game um some of the weapons became way more viable the first time we played it was all shotguns it's all anybody used oh i used the rivet gun thank you very much Whoa. it was basically yeah, a shotgun 
Yeah. Idiot. It was essentially It's a pretty much a shotgun. There are two guns in that game. They're both pretty much shotguns. But super good game still. I'm a little upset. I thought it was online, but... I don't think so. I'm, I should be used to this by now. Yeah, honestly. probably. Oh, well. Uh, refractor. Refactor? Refractor. Refactor. Refra- I, just, I don't know yeah. why I said refractor. Nailing it. Good job. Shut up. Shut up. It's okay. Talking sorry. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what this is. I have it on my list, but I don't even it, remember what this game is. It was a, I guess, sort of just a physics platformer. But the its thing was that it you were this square block, oh. and you could double jump, dash, and then you had a move where you could spit out a grapple and attach to something and start swinging around on it. You could also mm. dash. Yeah, I said dash. Oh, Get I missed here. it. Sorry, <laughs> I zone out when you speak. It was pretty cool. Uh, it also had a system where after you would go through a part of a level, you would sort of know that part of the level, and when you got to a configuration station. You could move around the different pieces of the level in order to set it up so that you could get to the finish line. So you actually rebuilt the level that you had already run through in order to get somewhere else. Mm. That was interesting. Uh, Let's see what else on here. Shadow Tactics. This has been, it's, I believe, third year at PAX. Is it really? Yeah. But it's just been developed for a long time. The very first year, it was one computer. Um, and it was amongst four others at some little mini booth. So, I'm echoing Caleb, by the way. Oh, sorry. Don't know why. Yeah, Caleb. Um, <laughs> it's a cool game. It's uh, I mean, would you call that an isometric game? I guess. Yeah. Um, can you? I don't even remember if you can turn. Yeah, camera. you can change the camera. Um, it is a game that is kind of like you are um, a whole bunch of different types of ninjas with slightly different abilities, and you're basically using those abilities to help you navigate across the map and complete some sort of objective. Um, it's essentially the old Commando games, but with ninjas hmm. instead. Yes. Okay. But it was it pretty is, cool. It's so cleanly done. And I think the first, at least there's a, there's a demo uh, that's free on Steam right now, correct? Okay. Then we're free on Steam, so you should go try that out. Uh, then we have After Charge, which I think several of us played. Uh, which I is like a game. 3v3, um, sort of just objective-based uh, first-person game. And it is Invisible People versus Invincible People. Sounds like a very re- weird concept, like that no Seems one would be able one-sided. to win. Right? Yeah. Uh, the way it works, though, is the Invincible People... Um, have a gun. Invisible people just have fists. The invisible people's job is to destroy these little... Well, the invisible people's job is to shoot the invisible people, essentially. The invisible people's job is to destroy these little towers. I don't remember the name of them, but... I think they're called little charge station things. Okay. Yeah. I think they're called them extractors. Okay. You have to destroy those because those actually provide ammunition and I think also... No, it's just... Well, there's no health because they're invincible. There wasn't health. It was just... Right. So it provides ammunition to everybody with weapons. So you're kind of like trying to navigate around the map um, as an invisible person and position yourself so that you can punch these um, little containers and destroy them. And you ha- I think there were like probably six or eight on the map you had to destroy over a period of time. It was super duper fun until the very end of the game. We had one left. And then the people with the guns were basically just launching their special over and over and over and over and over and you couldn't get anywhere. So it definitely needs polished. It needs some work, but... 
I still think, I think it, it cool would game. be fine if you had a group that knew what they were doing. Like if you all went and like smacked everybody away, like yep. in tandem, and just whacked that thing. You gain health as you hit it. You've probably been fine. Yeah, what you really like one want to do then when they're shooting down the things is just to knock them away and then keep hitting them until they're out of ammo and then go kill it. Because you hitting them reduces their ammo. Yeah. That makes sense. It would be something that you'd have to like employ some strategy though. Yeah. Yeah. I went on it's their not... website. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it's not slated to release until 2018. That's about what I was just about to say. I went yeah. on their website to look at the beta. 2018. But... Yep, but it looks like the, they said they're going to have at least four classes for each team. That'll be nice. So that'll be interesting. Uh, moving on, we have, which was there last year, Death Squared was there again, but it just released yesterday. Yep. Is that correct? Okay. Can I just mention, while we're on that subject, how frustrated I am with games that are already out being at PAX? So annoyed. Like, yeah. when I wait in line to play a game and then find out it's already on Steam, I, I feel like I just wasted my time. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I could just go play it or watch a Let's Play of it or frickin' anything. I don't know. I hate it. Yeah, this year had a ton of games that were either so already many. out or gonna be out within the next couple but, weeks. But, Jake, they're in alpha. These well, are in beta. Oh, my God. So many weren't even, though. There were so many when I was like, oh, like, when's it come out? And they were like, oh, it's already out. And I'm like, fuck you. I mean, uh, <laughs> my example is a good example like, is Firewatch had a full booth. Yeah, what the heck that game's is that been all out about? for over Speaking a year of which, now? You bought the soundtrack, right? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I love the soundtrack to that game, and I love vinyl. I uh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize we had a fellow hipster. I'm so excited. Oh gosh. Just because I like vinyl doesn't mean I'm a fellow hipster. It does. It does. That's one hundred percent what that means. Gosh. All right, moving on. Uh, Death Squared. Who wants to talk about Death Squared? Anybody? Didn't play it. Somebody, what? <laughs> I saw it. The line was huge. I had other games to play. Oh my god! Death Squared is a two or four player local co-op puzzle game where everything you do has the potential to murder all of your teammates instantaneously. Yep, that's yeah. It's awesome. It's I enjoy super it a lot. fun. It's just again really upsetting. You can only play it local. Yeah. Uh, and then moving on, we have Mr. Shifty. Which is oh, good. so freaking much fun. awesome. Um, I'm assuming everybody got the beta key from me at some point, somehow. Yep. Or, okay. Uh, or not key, the beta download link. Um, the beta is amazing. Mr. Shifty is a game that is uh, similar in concept to a game like um, Hotline Miami. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say Runner, because it I've kind of is exactly that, but I've Runner has played, biotics. Oh, see, I've never played Runner, but... This is like a game, sure, similar runner, similar to Hotline Miami, but you don't have weapons. You're basically, well, you do have, you just don't have like <laughs> guns or um, grenades or anything. You just specifically have items that you can hold in your hand and or throw. But the premise of the game is, or not the premise, but the, 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 the mo movement. Um, <sighs> this, is a, this is a struggle You're struggling right now. Right now. Your ability to move in the game is basically blinking. Kind of like from... Can you blink through walls in Dishonored? No. 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 So it's like that, but not because you can go it's through walls. It's essentially a hyperlight drifter, except you can blink faster. Why don't you just explain often. everything I try to explain? <laughs> yeah. You no, I should just I'm let just, you do it. You're like 90% of our content the... right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hyperlight drifter, except you only have melee weapons. Uh, you can 
dash through walls and you dash much faster. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And you punch yep. people. You punch hard. That's the main way you I think it's um, hyper. It's like that, but it's way more hotline Miami too, because it's more of like a puzzle each mm-hmm. encounter you come to. Yeah, very true. It's like a mashup between the two. I like it's, it. I thought it was fun. Punching people out windows off the skyscraper is so much fun. Yeah, it's pretty great. Like, I literally position myself on every enemy so that I just punch them out the window. It's just such a cool animation. Using the freaking tridents is amazing. Yeah, oh, God. Say, so oh, good. Tridents Gosh. is the fun part, man. The tridents are awesome. Let me just shish kebab four guys in a row here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a fun, 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 fun. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the other levels above because you, I mean, the beta is like, it feels long because it's like a 30-minute beta, but you barely get through any of the tower. Did, yeah. did anybody notice like the size of the demos and stuff? This packs were longer than other packs's. Mm. No, not until no. I played whatever that game was that Alex and I played. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. what was that called, Alex? Where you were flying in a sphere, basically. Oh, oh inner space. space. Inner space. Inner oh my space. gosh! Very fun. Like that game. It's like a 25 minute long demo. And they had yes. three stations. Yeah. Well, they I think the forever. other thing was that they also didn't explain some of the things well in Interspace. And like, they're, I talked to the developers and they were that they were going to fix it up. But they kind of like, there was parts in it that you were like, okay, I unlocked this thing. Now what do I do? And yep. you just kind of like flew around a little bit until the guy came over and was just like, oh, by the way, go there. And I was like, yep. oh, thanks. Because yeah, I saw well, like everyone do that. Me and Aaron got in line, and we were getting close to us, and then one guy goes up and gets on, and then his buddy gets on a little bit after him, and then Aaron gets on a little bit after him, and then Aaron finishes it before the first guy that was, like, too ahead Struggling. of him. Struggling. They ended up kicking People him off. People are bad at video games. They ended up kicking him <laughs> off, of the, off of the demo, because they're like, well, we gotta let other people do it. I don't know how many times I was standing in line to wait for a demo and I was watching the person in front of me play and I was like, this person has no idea how to play video games. Why yep, are they yeah. here? Yep. That is the story of why so I did much. not play Mr. Shifty. Yep, exactly. <laughs> wait about 10 Dude, minutes on this actually, guy dying on the same level yep, until I was like, I'm done. I'm yeah. <laughs> I was, I, was I standing with you when he was dying on the I mine so. level? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That guy was, it was so atrocious. Bad. I was watching a guy playing Hello Neighbor and like this person literally did not understand how WASD worked. So oh they were just God. like looking at the ground and walking mm-hmm. into a wall for 10 minutes straight. And I was Unreal. like, fuck it, I am not playing this game. And I just walked away. Yeah, you know the part of Mr. Shifty where you have to access the terminal? The computer? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, we were standing behind a guy who couldn't figure out how to access the terminal. Oh my god! So he's just literally running around the map, <laughs> punching walls, I, and like I had that same thing happen, and I literally tapped the guy on the shoulder and told him, and I was like, "Bro, pre- hold the action button." Yep. And he was like, "Oh, dude, thanks." And I was like, "I it says hold the action button on the <laughs> yeah. screen." Like struggle. Oh. Um, moving on, Embers of Miram, which I think Alex and I are the only two who played this. Sounds I watched dumb. it played. It's oh, good. you did watch it being played. It's I watched pretty cool. all the way through, and I was still standing in line, and I was like, "Okay, I've seen it. I don't need to play it." <laughs> yeah, you really don't need to. Nice. You can watch the game. It's very. I don't know how would you even describe that game, Alex? I'm gonna let you do it because I it's, suck at descriptions. Uh, 
it's like a puzzle platformer where you're like a weird fox creature and Very weird fox creature. to get through the the stuff you have to like split yourself into two orbs of light that can only travel through certain types of surfaces and you have to activate like different beacons to open doors and stuff but you split into the two sections and you control both of them at the same time and that you can only stay split for a certain amount of time well you control them independently at the and same you, time. yeah you control them independently with each stick on the controller so it, it's like a left brain right brain type deal where you're trying to do two things at once it's pretty cool that's cool small little dev booth way in the corner no one there I'm assuming um, you're going to go on to semispheres from here. Yeah, semispheres kind of <laughs> similar. Yes, that's what I was going to say next. Uh, semispheres is basically the same game, except you take out all of the platforming and you make it just a puzzle game. Yeah, it's slower too. Like you it have time slower, to yeah. figure out what you're doing with your sticks, but it's the same thing where you're split into two and you have to do one thing with one hand and one thing with the other. Oh. This game's <laughs> getting me all hot and bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Got to figure out what to do with your sticks. You got free hands. Yep. I like it. Uh, let's move on to Deep Rock Galactic. Who all played this? I watched, watched it. Played. This game did not seem enticing to me in any way whatsoever. Okay. I concur. <laughs> yep. Somehow it was fun. Alex? It was pretty fun. Okay. Uh, also, it's not just an endless crafting game. It's got like missions. No. Not at all. Okay. Well, you don't even really... You're not crafting at all. I mean, there's... No, not really. No crafting in the game. It just looks like it's, like, kind of based off Minecraft because you have an axe and you're busting holes in walls. When I walked past it, I got the, hey, that looks like a survival crafting game. I don't right? want to play that at all. Uh-huh. Nothing like that at all. Nothing like that. So... And it's not really. premise of the game is you are a dwarf. You get launched from outer space uh, in this, like, drill device that drills into this planet. And then you exit, and you have four different classes. One of the classes is a driller. One of the classes is like mm. a scout. One of them is a uh, guy who can create platforms on the side of walls, inside of caverns. And the other one is um, a guy with a zip line and a flamethrower. He's like a soldier. And basically what you're doing is you're trying to collect materials inside of all these caverns. So you're navigating through caverns, drilling holes through walls to get to other caverns, um, to collect materials with your pickaxe. And gold to resupply. And once you have all your supplies, it's basically a race back up to the uh, extraction point in order to get off the planet. All the while, you're dealing with all of these different like types of spider-based enemies. Um, small spiders, big spiders. There's like um, uh, sort of the spawning points. There's kind of ceiling suckers. All kinds of weird um, insects and animals. You kind of have to battle while you're in the midst of doing all this. And I can't remember if you were on a timer. Remember, Alex? I know you're on timer to get timer back. at the end. Okay, to get back. Uh, yeah, also, to get all back. your supplies, you have to work as a team because you have to deposit them. So all, all of your supplies go into this little robot that kind of just, once you call it, it comes to a specific point and everybody has to gather and dump supplies so they can take it back to the ship. Um, I don't know, it was fun. It, it's, it's nothing like what it looks like, I can promise you that. Because I'll agree, with, when you walk by, it looks like a survival crafting terrible game because there's obviously not enough of those on the market right now this was actually the game where i was standing in front of somebody and it was the most annoying that i was it was the most annoying person i had to watch play a game the whole time i was there because he just like 
kept on mining himself into a little pit and he would get stuck and he wouldn't know how to get out. And the guy kept on having to come over and actually take control from him and jump out of the little pit that he mined himself into. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. People are so good at video games. Unlike us. <laughs> who are all amazing. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have... I don't know if anybody actually played this. The Artful Escape of Francis Vendetti. Jake? Oh, I looked at that. It looked not great. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I just thought it looked kind of in your realm. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you saw a different part than me. But the part we saw, this guy talks like a big spirit, then snowboards down a mountain in a straight line... With, like, no obstacles, and then the demo ended. Oh, no. Nothing it was atrocious. like what I saw. What I saw was a platforming game where you're carrying a guitar doing riffs from, like, 80s songs. And your guitar riffs, when played correctly, kind of launched you, like, further. Hmm. So it was like a jumping platform game, but you also had to do things while you were in the air in order to play these riffs. It looked cool. Maybe you just saw a different part of that. That sounds cool, because what I saw was distinctly A, the end of the demo, and B, terrible. <laughs> I saw the whole demo, and both of those things were in there. Oh, <laughs> amazing. So, actually, I like the end part where they're snowboarding. It's very pretty, and I mean, the it was music pretty, was cool. it was just boring. It, it reminded me of, like, the, the sledding part in Journey. Sure. Mm. Mm. Um, then we have Serial Cleaner, which I got to play. I'm not sure if anybody else did. I got to play it. Uh, Owen, it. go ahead. You want to talk about it? Or Caleb or whoever? Caleb, you're really good at that game. Why don't you Ca describe Caleb it? Caleb is great at uh, describing things. so bad at that I game. I know. You're so bad. Oh, man. I don't even know how you can be that bad at that game. Uh, you're essentially this cleanup guy for <laughs> the mafia, and you clean up all of their murder scenes. And mm -hmm. there are a bunch of guards patrolling around that you have to sort of weave your way around. So that you can vacuum up all the blood. That's what it looks like is happening. Pick up the bodies, yep. throw them out the window or whatever. And Murder pick up weapons, all the leftover pieces. Other... Yeah. Yep. And that's about it. It's kind of cool. It was top down, sort of puzzly because you're sort of sneaking around all these guys. What's the other game that we play where people, there's like cops with flashlights. You have to navigate around. Monaco. Monaco. Monaco? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Is it Monaco? It was very much is like it Monaco. Monaco? Oh. I think it's Monaco. It was fun. <laughs> I like the, the art style in the game was really cool too. Um, then we have Use Your Words. I don't think anybody actually played this. I did um, not. But it is a what looks like Jackbox games not made by Jackbox. So it'll be nice to see what another dev has done in that realm of sort of games that could be played in the party. It'll be tough to beat Murder Trivia Party. Oh my gosh. Murder Trivia Party is so good. Although they At never one point, ever I'm sorry. No. At one point, I was waiting in line for a panel, and then like a Jackbox guy just rolled out a murder trivia party cart on the yeah. side of the line. What? And I, I got into yeah, no. the game. They did that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I saw that happen in a couple places. That the that was line was playing. I don't know That's who else in the so line was playing, awesome. but I was playing. How'd you do? Not well. It's <laughs> your fault. It is not my fault. Oh wow. I was using Don't the other people that were standing in line with me to try to help answer questions, and I was in second to last place. Yeah, so. You trusted other people. That is where you went wrong. Yeah. Can't trust people, man. Um, then we have Foxhole, which several of us picked up. Sounds hot. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Is a, it is a struggle of a game right now. It's in pre-alpha. 
Um, and actually, they're on. If you go on their Steam, it's a pre-alpha demo. Yes. So, whatever that means. It's this game comes out early like, access download, like oh, on the page. When this I, game I comes out in 2026, it may be awesome. <laughs> but we'll have to wait until then. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact that as I was looking at the game, it was just like, this is build 0.0.04. And I'm like, what? I've never seen anything this low. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, you know, when we went and played last year and we played, um, what's the game with the blue guys and the red guys? 5v5. Like every game ever. Due process. Yes. Due process. Thank you. <sighs> um, that was a pre-alpha game, but it was so much more polished that one and so much better. That one of the best games from last year. Oh my gosh, so good last year. Uh, Veterans Online, which I'm pretty sure no one saw. Uh, but it is a free-to-play isometric game uh, that's a shooter, um, like a dual stick. It looks really cool because I think it's 5v5, so it's going to be coming out soon. It's free-to-play on Steam. Uh, this is The Police. Did anybody play this The Police? I played it I last watched some year? people play it. This is The Police. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different game. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's just a really pretty game. It's like research you know, management. It's not called Call the Police. <laughs> Call the Police! Which is what Aaron when I, when I texted somebody. Alex. I texted Alex that. <laughs> yeah, let's just like With, not without context, context con, like text call the police to me. I wish there was a way to make your make your text message look like a whisper. <laughs> call the police. Oh, that'd be great. I, yeah, I mean, all I was thinking missing. was, okay, what do, what do I tell the police when I call them? Yeah. <laughs> where where are you? What is what has been wrong? Oh gosh! <laughs> Please come to the, somewhere in the Boston Convention you. Center where something has gone wrong. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't Just know what. Just look for Aaron. You'll know him when you see him. <laughs> yep. Probably someone's being like sexually harassed in cosplay or something. Yeah. Um, this the police is a is a resource based game where you're basically it looks it's kind of like looks like Sims. It looks like SimCity. You can see a map <laughs> and you're basically sending uh, police officers and detectives out to solve crimes. All while there's an overarching story about your last 180 days as a police chief in the city. So it has the element of, or it has the potential to be cool. Um, Alex has it. I've been playing a little bit of it. Um, the gameplay does get a little repetitive, but the storyline itself is actually kind of neat. So it'll be interesting to see how it kind of wraps up. Uh, a couple of us also played this, um, What Remains of Edith Finch. That was one of my favorite games from this PAX, actually. Did you actually play it, or did you just watch me? I just watched. Wait, I watched you play it, and I watched the person next to you play the other version of the demo. Man, it was freaking weird, but also really cool. I don't even know what happened in that game, really. <laughs> um, yeah, or how to explain. Caleb, you explained it. I suck at explaining. No, okay. you're so good. <laughs> Shut up, Jake. <laughs> it's a first-person exploration adventure game, sort of in the same vein as Gone Home. But every time you look at like a book, you start reading it, and then you go into the perspective of that person and what was happening then. You know, I was really hoping you were going to say every time you read a book, it plays the B-movie trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> so the first thing Aaron did was he opened this book, uh, this journal, of Molly Finch. And then it sort of faded out and he woke up in Molly Finch's bed and he got up and he didn't have any dinner that night so he ate like the gerbil leftover carrot 
and some berries somewhere. And then he climbed out a window, turned into a cat, started jumping around on this tree, chasing a bird. And then what? You fell out of the I tree? I fell out of the tree, and I became an owl. That's right. And you started flying. And I and started you grabbed flying. Some, you, you swooped down and grabbed some rabbits and ate them. Rabbits. And the mama rabbit. And the mama rabbit, yep. And then, and then you I got, turned into a snake? No, no a no, shark. A shark. But I was but you still, were still in on the land. woods. Yeah. yeah. And you just started rolling down the hill until you landed in the water. And you ate some things in the water. A seal? I ate a seal, yep. And then you got pulled up onto a ship, turned into a snake or some type of sea no, monster. it's a big sea monster. And, and you started eating the crew. Yeah, you were eating it because you basically you'd move your arm... And then you would hit the right trigger to pull your body forward. You may not have been able to tell that because of the sound, but in game, the animation is you're, you're like basically reaching out one of your tentacles. It almost felt like Cthulhu-esque, you know? Reaching mm-hmm. out a tentacle, and then you're p- p- pulling yourself forward and kind of sliding underneath objects. Anyway, go ahead. And then you, after you kill everyone on the ship, it talks about how you're still hungry, and then it sends you to this like sewer, and you climb up the toilet in Molly's bathroom and then you slither underneath her bed and then it jumps back to her perspective in her bed and she's like scared to go to sleep because there's a monster under her bed. Yeah. It was really interesting. Deep. I feel like I just had a fever dream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Very and then the though. demo next to him was a kid playing as one of the other finches and it, he was swinging on a swing on the edge of a cliff and he just kept swinging more and more, and he wanted to swing all the way around the top. And he did, and he held on for a while, but then he flew off right over the edge of the cliff and died. Whoa. Wow. That, was, that was his story. So everyone, Whoa. later, they actually open up the book, and it shows, like, your family tree. And everybody has such short lifespans. <laughs> yeah. Such short yeah. ones. It seems really interesting. I like the ideas behind it. Uh, moving on to a couple others, we have Hacktag, uh, which Caleb and I played. It mm-hmm. was very fun to hear the dev go um, in a French accent, which I won't attempt. Uh, <laughs> which one of you wants to be Tom Cruise and which one of you wants to be Simon Pegg? Um, the game is uh, an isometric kind of like that other game that I can never remember. Clandestine. There we go. Um, one of you is like an infiltrator walking around inside of a building and the other person is basically hacking devices and doors in order to help you get into different places and gather data. We were not good at all. We weren't terribly good, no. No. But it's cool. Very neat. It is on Green Steam. Uh, Steam Greenlight. Green not Green, green Steam Light. It's on Green Steam, baby. Steam yeah, Greenlight. Yeah. Right now. So if you like it and want to vote for it, you should do that. Because it's cool. Uh, a couple others. Dead State Drive. Alex? That game seems neat. I tried to look up more about it when I got back, and there's like nothing. Yeah, there's nothing because they're from they're from Australia. That was part of the Australian booth, um, um, whatever they call it. It's like a post-apocalyptic oh, is... driving game. Driving? It's I mean, mostly have, driving. You did have a lot. Of, there's a lot of cool drifting, but you also get out of the car, you pick up weapons, you scavenge things, you kill people, you rescue people. Like when I went yeah, to look up game. more info about it, he described it as mostly a driving game. Weird. It's not that weird. You're barely in the car at all in the demo, though. You can basically get out and walk. I mean, around. I guess that's because of the way we played it, but 
He's like, you're going to drive past settlements or whatever and you don't even have to stop. Stop if you want to. It was cool. The game looked cool. I think probably what drew me to the booth. Had a good look. Had a good driving mechanics. Good feel to the car. Um, the last couple I have on my list are Church in the Darkness, which I know uh, we got to see some of, but nobody really showed much interest. I talked to the dev about it. It's a very cool concept. Um, you are looking for your nephew who is stuck in a cult, and you're basically trying to rescue him. And the game lasts um, anywhere from one to two hours in order for you to be able to work your way through the hierarchy of the cult, find out where he is, rescue him, take him back. The cool part of the game is replayability. Um, the devil was telling me that the map is always the same, but what the cult is and what their uh, objectives are are always different. So, for instance, sometimes you could get one that literally just wanted to move to the jungle and live in the wilderness, and so they're super peaceful, but they're very well-knit cult, so it's very difficult to get in, and also you always look like an outsider. Sometimes it could be a cult that's just hell-bent on domination and they're planning like a terrorist attack or something. So it's, you're like um, way less suspicious carrying around guns and weapons. Uh, and you can also navigate through, but also there's a lot more potential danger because obviously people are carrying around a lot of guns and weapons. So what seemed like a single playthrough type game seems like it actually has some pretty cool replayability if you go back and, and uh, play through with different styles of cults. And he said there were actually quite a few that they had programmed in. Okay. The way it was described to me, it seemed like that was a very binary thing, like they were either military and hostile or not. Oh. So it's nice to hear that there's more than just that. That's the yeah, way he it was said, described to me. Yeah, he said it was um, not individual people, but the cult as a whole, and that it was... Either they had several different options of how, how you could be perceived, or what the cult's sort of st status was. Um, I had this other game oh, on the list that hang I... Hang on, before we move on. Uh, voices in that game. Uh, oh, Alan right. McLean and John Patrick Laurie, which is GLaDOS and the TF2 Sniper. Yeah. They're married. They are, in fact, married. By the way. No. That's probably no. why they're both in here. <laughs> that explains it. But yeah. Tim actually played it for a while. It looks pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, I took a stab cool. at it. It was okay. Um, I also have two other games on here. Uh, Flipping Death. Yeah. Which is cool and freaking weird all at the same time. Flipping Jake, rad. Do you want to do you want to talk about it? This is, I think, maybe the first game you mentioned that I've played. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's made by the guys who made Stick It to the Man, which is another kind of weird puzzle game. Uh, but basically, you play as this moody teenager who just died, and she gets a temp job as death. And you possess people to, like, solve adventure game-style puzzles. It's pretty cool. Uh, you switch back and forth between, like, the death realm and the real world, and you can kind of move back and forth and do kind of interesting things with that. Uh, in the demo I played, you have to paint this guy's ship blue because he wants it to be blue. I don't really know why. But so you possess a dentist and use his drill to open this giant blue paint can... And then possess another guy who's eating a lollipop and uses tongue to lick up the paint and move it to the boat. Well, you first have to possess a tennis player to hit a lever to drop mm -hmm. the paint can. Yep. 
I don't know. There were a lot of things going on. <laughs> but the writing is super good. That's really what I like about it. It's got a great sense of humor. Uh, it has the same thing as Stick It to the Man, where you can like read people's thoughts when you possess them. And they're always just goofy, funny things. Yeah. It's got I the same it. art style as Stick It to yes. the Man. Which is, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of Psychonauts. Yep. Both the sense of humor and the art. And I just, I freaking love it. Okay, that is all of the games that I had on my list. Although I did have Y2K really? written down here, and I can't remember yeah. why. Such a good game. I awesome. didn't play it, but somebody mentioned it, so I wrote it down. I've played it every year that I've gone to PAX, I think. Like, the first year I played it, it was like three rooms and it crashed. <laughs> and it has only gotten better. <laughs> and now it's like coming out in May, and I'm super excited about it. It's like a, um, I think they bill it as a postmodern JRPG, or maybe just a postmodern RPG. Yeah. Postmodern oh, RPG. Your favorite RPG, type of okay. game. Yeah. Dude, it looks awesome. But uh, you play as this like hipster named Alex. Oh, great. Uh, and you're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're basically trying to solve a disappearance of some chick. Uh, and you're, you like frequent all these conspiracy sites, and that's how you like make your team, basically, because you have like a little squad, I guess. Uh, and it, it's pretty trippy. It seems like it alternates between like being really trippy and being really grounded in reality, which is an interesting idea. Uh, it looks like it takes a lot of inspiration from like um, Earthbound. And yes. the combat, which is your usual kind of like turn-based thing, but rather than just being like attack person A and then they just attack, each one has like a little mini game that you can use to like increase your strength, which keeps the combat interesting, I think. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it looked really good. I know the guy was mentioning, he's like, yeah, it's kind of like Earthbound and Undertale. And then, as Jake can attest, the guy started freaking out about the uh, fact that Toby Fox did some music for it. Yeah, it's so hyped. Learned yeah. that last year. Super hyped for it. I uh, I looked at it, and I was just like, wow, it's like if they made Scott Pilgrim a video game, but like actually a video game, not this Scott Pilgrim video game that actually exists, which is also pretty fun. I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> yeah. If if they didn't stick to the source material and just made a video game, which is kind of where I was going with it, anyway. But it was cool. I liked it. Uh, other games are on other people's lists besides mine. Yeah, I see you somehow left out one of my favorite games at PAX. I may Ape have out. Just... Oh, Ape oh out. yeah. How did you leave out. Ape out? I'm sorry. I just had a list. I've got... Guys, Reported. don't judge. Reported. I'm just surprised. As Ape out and Ruiner. Podcast. How did I? Yeah, get and Ruiner. That was going to mention that too. Man, sorry. Let us all down. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Ape Out is another of those kind of hotline Miami-esque games. We'll call it Devolver-esque. Yeah, Devolver-esque. <laughs> there you go. Huh. Considering it's, you know, buy them. Devolver. <laughs> but you don't have any weapons. The only things you can do are grab people, hold people as, like, meat shields, and throw people. And you just start running through this facility, chucking people into walls and watching them explode into spatters of blood. Chucking them at other people and watching them explode, and trying not to die. Also, can we just point out the fact that every time you kill somebody, is a the crash symbol sounds off to go with the awesome jazz soundtrack? Yeah, which I thought true. was There's really a jazz good. soundtrack. Cool. Yeah, did you not play oh it? My. No, I it didn't. I just, so oh my gosh! Good. I'm pretty sure there's a free demo out. There is. Probably oh, yeah. what we played at PAX. Oh, you know what? Which I now I feel that. dumb. For it's standing very alive. very short. No, the demo is very very short. They call it a playable trailer. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, actually. Interesting. 
But yeah, so that one's fun. I like that one. It's also yeah. it's a little stealthy because they have guns mm-hmm. and, and you're, you're a gorilla. <laughs> so they'll just shoot you and you'll die. Yep. Like not in one hit mind, but like it does not take Some many, maybe like four. Hit. I think you die in three hits. Three. So it's, it's, it's not like Hotline Miami in that sense. Not quite. Where you, you don't die in one hit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the game also... Harambe deserved. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ribbon pieces, never forgetting. They also had a Ruiner in that booth, which we, I think several of us played. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free, anyone who wants to describe that game. That game's I, been I in packs for in. quite yeah. a while. Go ahead. <laughs> well, because previous years, it's been there, and it looks just kind of like, because it, it's very cyberpunk, like that's the aesthetic, and it looks great. Mm-hmm. But previous years, it seemed very RPG heavy, which like is fine, but it didn't seem like it would be fun. And it seemed like this year they retooled the combat, and the combat looks amazing. Like, way more Hotline Miami. You can dash around now, which I don't think they had before, and you also have a shield. And my favorite thing about this game, you can put on the shield and dash into someone to basically body check them, and they just go flying, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. The uh, They did not have almost any of those mechanics last year. They did not, no. I, I remember playing the demo. They did not have a shield. They did not have dash, and you couldn't slow down time. Mm. So the one thing I couldn't figure out about at the game, though, was whether or not the objective was to kill the boss. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking because it said kill boss like every 30 every seconds way. on the screen. Mm. And it's not just like <laughs> subtle. It's literally the entire screen glitches out, and it shows the guy's face, and it says kill the boss. Well, I think that's like the narrative hook, right? Yeah. Because it seems almost like your character is being hacked, like he's being controlled by someone right. else. Which well, is his... an interesting idea. Yeah, his face is like a... It looks like a text screen. You know, there's always yeah. stuff on it. Like, Well, he almost looks like the... Um, Zero I think it's from Borderlands. Guy. Okay, yeah, sure. Zero. That too. <laughs> yes, that's a better example. I was going to say the guy from Daft Punk. Sure. Yep. Also that. Oh, I love that guy. You know, that one guy from the duo of Daft Punk. The one I, I want it known, looks I think like his him, name is Guy. <laughs> there is, in fact, a guy in Daft Punk. So guy. fuck you. <laughs> Get shit on. <laughs> uh, what else? Anybody else? Uh, there was one other game I saw. I didn't actually get to play it, but it was called Blind VR. And it was this oh, it VR sounds amazing. puzzly game. <laughs> Where you play this is blind character, and the only way you see is by tapping with your cane to see the essentially echoes of sound. So, like perception? Yes, it was much like yeah. perception. Okay. So, like, I didn't I actually see perception. I heard about it. Perception was there. But... I played it. Yeah. It was they were good. there last year. Was too. it VR? It was not. I don't know. No. They didn't have a VR thing set up. Okay, no, it's yeah. not this VR. Is specifically VR, which is why. Yeah. I feel like if I was playing that game, though, I'd just take my cane and just whap it all the time on the ground or on the wall. <laughs> just whap it? You know, just constantly just, just smacking my cane on the ground. Is there, like, a reason you shouldn't smack your cane on the ground? Not as far as I could tell. Is there, like, a timer? Like, are you just, like, really slow at slapping your cane on the ground? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I only saw it. I didn't get to play it. Okay. Do you find out your cat died at the end? <laughs> oh my god oh, sure don't bring that game up <laughs> Spoiler, don't man. bring it up oh gosh reference to beyond eyes Shh, quiet. for people that don't know Shh. yeah also check out the humble fumble rumble bad, man. if you want to hear right. more about it oh my gosh yeah a good little plug there jake yeah that i was. know we gotta pimp that man you yeah, need someone do. other than jux to watch <laughs> <laughs> like i'm jux. just kidding i love you jux 
Yeah. Um, let's just go down this list. Alex, did you have any other games on on your list that you uh, got to play? They're awesome. Just Shapes and Beats was there oh, yeah. again. I really like that game. It's just a game where you dodge stuff. It's like a like a bullet hell game, except for you don't shoot anything. You just dodge, and it's co-op. There's so much has, going on in that game, though. Yeah, it's like all based around the music that's playing. Pretty cool. You, you and your music-based games. Yep. Clang was there again. We briefly yep. mentioned Interspace. I, I saw Clang. Interspace earlier, is really cool. Which is like a flying game, but you're flying inside of a planet with reversed physics. So the air is at the center, and then the water and earth is like in a bubble around you. Yep. So that was, it's just like an exploration game, kind of peaceful. So- I, I played that with my buddy Nick, who is an actual pilot and loves playing like flight sim games and stuff like that. And as we were watching the trailer, like as we were watching other people playing it, he's just like, huh, I wonder where the horizon line is. This seems really confusing. And then the, the developer was like, yeah, there's no horizon line because you're inside of a sphere. And then Nick's like, eyes just widened. He was like, fuck, I'm gonna hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And then I just like watched him start flying around and he's like flying around. He's like, where the fuck is my horizon line? I don't know what's going on. And he looked so scared. It was the greatest thing. Any other um, thoughts? Yeah, I played a game called Flint Hook, which was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I think... From what I got from playing it, I think it's going to be like a roguelike run-based game, maybe. I don't know exactly. But from what I played, there's like a couple levels you go through. And you're a pirate that like invades other pirate ships and steals loot and stuff. And the whole thing is... So you're a pirate. Uh, well, yeah. But you're a pirate of pirates, I guess. Which, again, you're like, still a pirate. Pirates. <laughs> You know what? Pirates didn't just pirate ships that weren't pirate ships. Yeah, they didn't have uh-huh. like a universal uh-huh. truth and was like, oh wait, you're a pirate? Never mind. You, you know what would have been so much more interesting if you had let that go and then like I just talked about the game instead. That would have been way better content. <laughs> <laughs> so the the actual <laughs> gameplay Sassy. is played on like individual screens. So it's like um I don't know. I can't think of any game, but like old games that you had one screen and then you'd go through an exit and then you'd have another screen. I can't think of anything that's like that right now. And there's all these hook platforms for you to like swing from everywhere. And you're constantly swinging from these hook platforms and like killing enemies and stuff. It was really fun. Um, there's a f- couple others, I think. Please tell Hello Neighbor, which we didn't oh, yeah. really talk about earlier. We just mentioned it was there. Um, which is like a like a, almost like a survival horror game, except for you're trying to like infiltrate your neighbor's house and figure out what's in his basement. It's more like a stealth puzzle game, I think. I I got a creep creep vibe from it. You get creeped up by everything though. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um But yeah, it's like procedural in that the neighbor that you're trying to sneak past is will respond to you in different ways um you're trying to get into his house in in various ways like maybe you break the window and try to go in there but he's going to hear the window break and come like at one point in the trailer 
you're running past his house and he freaking throws a chair through the window and jumps out the window at you. And I was like, what? Okay. And his basement's all boarded up, so there's something in there. And we don't know what. Is there, though? There could be. Maybe Probably. he's just remodeling. Unlikely. Like, <laughs> you like, maybe, like maybe he's like holding people hostage, or maybe he's just got like Christmas presents he doesn't want you to find yet. Like, very much so. <laughs> That's going to be the twist at the end. It's like completely harmless, and you've been doing all this and annoying this guy for no reason, and then you go to jail because you've broken and entered. That actually would be a very good ending to that game. <laughs> um, I played Mother Gunship, which seemed interesting. It's a first-person shooter that is almost like a bullet hell game, but in 3D. So, like, every encounter you come across is just, like, the ship that you're fighting against. It's, like, all these turrets and missile launchers and everything everywhere. And you've got, like, a triple jump. So you're, like, jumping all through this environment, trying to dodge everything that's flying around in the air and killing all the turrets. And it's got, like, a Lego-type gun creator thing. So you're constantly finding pieces to add on to your gun. So you're just, like, strapping lasers and rocket launchers and all sorts of stuff to your gun. To the point where it's like just ridiculous. Uh, that was pretty fun. Um, and Strafe. I love Strafe. Uh, it's another it's like, Devolver, right? Yeah, yep. another Devolver game. Um, it's like Quake, but a roguelike. And it's got oh, like 1996. It yeah, it is. Hmm. Um, and it is uh, like 1996 style graphics. Isn't that the one you came back and immediately downloaded Doom and start playing? Yep. Oh, was that because the one that said got it has like it. most advanced graphics since 1986 on it or yeah. something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Their trailer has a bon- whole bunch of like funny quotes. Like if you don't catch it, like some of the quotes are like, this is the best game I've ever played. And then it like says who said it and it's like you just now. Yeah. <laughs> like, so uh, that's the kind of the vibe they're going going for in that. It's also got a pretty cool mechanic with blood because everything you kill in that game spurts a ton of blood out everywhere. But there's also a bunch of enemies that will spit acid everywhere. So at a certain point, you're trying to kill enemies on top of where the acid has landed so that you can safely pass through things. Huh. To like cover the acid with blood. Ah. Pretty that neat. is cool. Why would the acid not eat through the blood? No, that's, that's, too, that's too deep of a question Don't worry for about this it. game. Shut up. Is that all you had? Uh, yeah. Jake? Um, people mentioned party golf, but... Party, party golf is all right. Party golf was awesome. I love party golf. Okay. <laughs> it was all right. So I played party golf with Ben and a couple other people, and we really enjoyed it because just how customizable everything could be. Because it is like a very simple flash like golf game but uh, you play against other people but then they were just like oh yeah no but instead of golf balls you could be a basketball or a whale or instead of trying to get a hole in one you can try to be the last person to get near the hole and you have to get as far away as possible you can and like just the variety of ways that you could play such a simple game was amazing to me and i thought it was really well done that's cool um Uh Jake, did you have anything else on your list? Uh, or have anything on your list? I have, I guess, two things I want to mention real quick. They had a visual novel booth, but I think almost all the games were already out. 
Which was super duper disheartening. Wait, is that like Lady Killer in a Bind? Movie? Yes, yeah. it was there. Okay. <laughs> that was one of the four games. Uh, I already downloaded one of the games, uh, which was just like simulating you like finding a lost phone. It was like a mobile game. It was pretty neat. I don't know. Uh, the only one I saw that both wasn't out and seemed interesting was this game called Date or Die, where the idea is it's almost like Trivia Murder Party, where like you get kidnapped and he's like killing people off. And I guess the way to survive is by dating people. I don't know. Gosh. It sounds horrendous. Sounds... And so I'm super excited. About it. <laughs> right I already rally. downloaded the demo, so I'm going to be making a video out of that soon. So that'll be and fun. You can catch it on our awesome new YouTube channel. My YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I can't tried, upload it Aaron. to both places. I Rip. tried. Rip. It's totally okay. But Dex the only other awesome. thing I have on my list is that our buddy Brock was so kawaii all weekend. <laughs> and I don't know why I have that written down, but I do. <laughs> you so, literally wrote down our buddy Brock was so kawaii all well, weekend. Well, I have Brock was so kawaii with a bunch of eyes. There may have been alcohol involved in this. Was, was that when we were all drinking on, on Sunday night? Almost certainly. Oh, I don't know why I promised him I would mention that here. Oh, but gosh. I did, so that's for hey, you, Brock. Brock I, I got you. Listening, so there you go. Got you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for letting him know that. I, I mean, now everyone knows. Everybody Our does know. buddy Brock is so quiet. He's the best. Uh, Caleb, anything on your list that we missed? Nope. Oh gosh, on to Owen. Here we go. All right. Here comes all the Switch games. Not oh, yeah. everything was a Switch game. Just the first one I was going to mention is Snake Pass, and that's on everything, including Switch. Um, uh, that game looked cool. It was, in fact, super cool. I extremely enjoyed playing it. It is basically a 3D platformer where you are a snake, and you have to kind of slither your way up uh, various obstacles to get to these kind of gems. And it reminded me a lot of playing Super Mario 64 or Crash Bandicoot, any of those kind of games, and I really loved it. And uh, it's coming out next week for 20 bucks for mm. everything. Switch, uh, Steam, ever like across the board. And I was just like, hell yeah. That is a price I can get behind and a fun game that I can get behind. So that was super cool. That game seemed so slow. <laughs> You're so, a snake. I know. It here, seems here's so the thing. slow. You have to use your uh, thumbstick and go left and right to build speed, and almost no one was doing that. They were just kind of like trying to push forward, and it's like, no, you have to go left and right to build speed. You can't just like go straight. You have to kind of curve because, you know, you're a snake. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, American Dream was there which I unfortunately did not get to play because they apparently only had a limited amount of ticketed times and they didn't tell anybody that. So we were all just kind of like waiting to play and then they were like, oh no, you have to be already signed up, which I was like, well, that would have been nice to know. But that was there. Um, there's also Graceful Explosion Machine. Did anyone check out Graceful Explosion Machine? That's the one that is very Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time Yes. Style, right? Okay. Yes. I didn't get to play it. Okay. It's, it's Switch uh, only, right? It is, in fact, Switch only. Oh, and man. it was a lot of fun. 
and it looked awesome, and it even sounded awesome. The guy that I was talking to at the booth was the sound designer for it, and he was very upset that you couldn't really hear his work, but he was just happy that people were playing it, and I ended up taking out my headphones and plugging it into the Switch, because you could do that, and I was like, hey, I'm going to listen to the work that you did, and like, he literally looked like he was almost on the verge of tears when I did that. He's like, oh my god, you're like so kind, thank you for listening to my work that I've put into this game for like two years, and I was like, yeah, it's it's cool, dude. I just you said that you worked on this, and I wanted to be able to see what you did. Um, but that is coming out soon, and I thought that was pretty good. The snake's name is Noodle. In oh fact, gosh, there's a bird yep. that follows him around. I'm gonna get this game because this snake's name is Noodle. You're gonna pay twenty dollars <laughs> to get that game because the snake's name is Noodle. Worth. Okay. Anything else, Owen? Yes. Uh, there was a game called, and I'm going to butcher the name of this. This was right behind the um, police game, and it was called Sinmora? Sinmora? That game is out and has been out for at least a year. Oh, but well, go we ahead. didn't know we played it. it. We thought it was cool. <laughs> it's, I have it's, seen it. It's, it's your typical kind of arcade thing where you're a airplane and you keep shooting stuff down until it gives you power-ups and then you become three airplanes and shoot different ways. It's cool. I liked it. Um, oh, I own this game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We played it a long time ago. There you go. Oh. Always Alex. Okay. Oh, wait, um, I bought this at some point. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't know. I, there was another game called um, Elsinore. Elsinore. Uh, and that one I thought was really interesting. I don't know if I liked the gameplay of it. I watched Tim or Nick play it, and I wasn't super convinced with it, but it seemed like a very cool concept. It is basically Hamlet meets Groundhog's Day, where you play uh, Ophelia, and you have to stop Hamlet and everyone else in the castle from killing each other. <clears throat> so you have to like walk around and witness things that have happened, and then go and talk to people and just be like, hey, did you notice that Hamlet's acting like really fucking weird right now? And they're like, no, you're right, we should do something. And the, the Groundhog's Day aspect of it is, as if anyone who actually has read or watched Hamlet, spoiler alert, Ophelia dies. And so when that no. happens, you just restart, but you still have all of the knowledge from your previous life. So then you can be like, hey, by the way, I'm going to die in like two days. But before we get to that, here's all this other shit. So that sounds cool. I, yeah, it was like a very cool concept, and then the people were really nice. The developers that were there were really nice in talking about it, and I was like, hey, this, it's different. I like different stuff, so maybe that'll be pretty cool. What was that one called? Elsinore. Elsinore. Yes. Apparently is that's like, like... Is it like Eleanor, but with an S after the L? That's what I have written down. I may have it okay. spelled incorrectly. Okay. Um, it, it's the name of the castle that's in Hamlet. Okay. So if you cannot find it from my terrible spelling, there you go. Um, there was also... Oh, there you go. Uh, there was also Sausage Sports Club, which a bunch of us played together. I did not play that game. Yes, you did. You were next I to did? me. It was the Sausage one that all of us were... Club. I think there was like six of us that played it together. I do not remember this game. What do you oh. do? You were like a weird sausage, and then you had to like, there was a bunch of different game types where you had to like bump into each other and knock each other off of platforms or like score soccer goals and stuff. I definitely did not play this game. Oh. It was there. I played it with a bunch of people from our group. Maybe you weren't there. Uh, I wasn't 
I wasn't thrilled. It was okay. It was kind of like kind of meh. Um, and what else do I have on my list here? There was Master Blaster Zero remake for the Switch. Uh, if you've played Master Blaster, but it's awesome. If you haven't, uh, don't bother. It's fucking awful. Uh, it's just, I'm being honest, I wasn't impressed with it. Uh, Bendy loved it so much, he bought it at the booth. And I was just like, eh, oh, whatever. Wow. I, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, that taken with it. And I think that was everything that I ended up playing while I was there. Oh, and Happy Salmon. Oh my gosh, yes. Happy, oh, Salmon. Happy Salmon was awesome. Ugh, so freaking good. How did not, only, Frank is the only one who went home with that game. How was Frank? I thought uh, I thought Sam and Cassie bought it. Maybe they did. That game's they were... cool, but when I thought about purchasing it and who I would play it with, I was just like, I don't know if I want to actually do that. Yep. <laughs> wow, that's I'm in the same interesting boat. concept. I liked it. It's a very fun card game where you have a bunch of tasks and... Other people in the circle have the similar tasks, and so you have to find somebody who's on the same card as you, and then you have to do that task together. And everybody loses to Aaron. Oh, damn. Okay. That's freaking right. I won every game. Till the I, one I, game that I stepped out of. I, well, I guess I'm glad that I didn't play the demo with you. Also, I don't even know how of, I won every game. Speaking of card games that we all played together, we also all played Super Fight. Yes, Finally. we did. Because it's been there forever, and we finally got around to actually playing it. And what did you guys think of Super Fight? It was we, way more fun than I thought it would be. See? Yeah. It was way fun, but it was also, we had too many people. I think if we had two people less in the six to eight range, it would have been a lot better. But it took yeah, so I think long to swing back around. specifically Owen and Caleb. <laughs> I think if we had those two less, wow. infinitely better. Uh, um, yeah, when we demoed it earlier that day... I was not impressed with it because it just didn't seem that interesting to me. And I was like, I guess this could be fun in certain groups, but not fun in other groups. And I was just kind of like, eh. And then we played it later that night, all of us together. And it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, and maybe I should buy this. This the is, this is about, quite enjoyable. The best part about playing that game was just listening to Jake argue uh, mm. about every fight. And then mm-hmm. Tim take the sides of both people in every single fight. <laughs> I I just loved the redneck beating the wizards because rednecks don't believe in magic. It's true. Therefore, the wizards have no power. Dumb. I'm so glad I was not there for that. One I was so that's dumb. pissed. Um, like that was funny. I loved the. Uh, a nine-foot-tall Superman covered in spikes loses to Caleb carrying a baby on a pogo stick. Oh, yeah. That was yeah what the heck? Superman wouldn't punch Caleb. That is so true. No, <laughs> that Jake's argument was the best, baby. Jake's argument was absolutely the best. When you were oh. like, yeah, because Caleb should have just died. Superman was grabbing the baby and accidentally happened to kill Caleb with his spikes. It's true. Plus, as anyone who has seen Man of Steel knows, Superman doesn't have a problem killing people. That's, like, that's not a thing attributed to Superman anymore. That's uh, murder a million people. I just pretend uh, okay. Captain Zod, Lord Zod, I, I'm blanking right now. General Zod. General Zod. Is behind him, you, and it's like, there. sorry, Caleb. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. 
uh, because we were pushing an hour and 45 minutes. So um, thanks so much for joining us. If you listen, uh, thank you so much for taking a listen. Um, you can, again, check us out online at www.wearethehorizon.com. You can check out our Facebook page as well. Also, check out our YouTube page. We have been doing Humble Monthly Bundle Rumbles since September, October? Sure. Somewhere in there. Something like that. Uh, somewhere in there. And hopefully we'll be putting out our next one here within the next week or two. So uh, thanks so much. And we will catch you next time. This week's podcast was produced by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R, or some of you may know him, Andrew Reel. You can check out his music online at soundcloud.com forward slash Amer, or you can check him out on Spotify. This week's forecast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check them out online at www.reclaimindustrial.com or you can check them out on Instagram. You can also check out the content on our website at www.wearethehorizon.com. Until next time, this has been The Forecast.